0: On the air. It's the Truman Show with Truman Jones. A look at the politics, news, sports, and people that are shaping Rutherford County. The
2: Truman Show is on the air. The Truman Show
0: is on the air. Now from Adam's Place on Memorial Boulevard, it's the Truman Show on News Radio WGNS. Here's Truman Jones.
3: Good morning, Rutherford County. Um, I go through the week usually very confused about a lot of things, and I'm continuing to be that way. So um, I've been talking to Pettis, Pettis Reed, and and Steve Murphy. He just came in. And uh, Pettis, you have done a great job, a masterful job of confusing me this morning. You think I ought to run for Congress? (laughs) Hey, you would be good, Congress. But be be sure to put a term limit up there while you're there. That would be perfect. Uh, um, We're we're talking about, you know, I grew up in this county, and I grew up on all these little creek beds and everything, fished just about every one of them in my lifetime. And uh, I know that the water kind of, it doesn't run all the time. It's it's very... slow uh, refilling itself. Usually, I I don't know about now with all the rain we're getting, but uh, uh, the Sam Davis Dam, that's that's the thing that's confusing me, and you were telling me a little bit before we went on the air how this began and what we're looking at as far as... um, uh, you mentioned public safety and all the other things that go with it. I mean, we never worried about safety at all with the creek beds that we've had all the way across. Uh, it, it's not like the Walter Hill uh, waters that runs over there. So uh, tell me exactly what we're looking at. And uh, uh, the Cumberland River Compact It has confused me as far as the mitigations and all the other things that go on so uh... i would like to i wish we had two hundred people in here and let them sit and listen to it and see if we could get two hundred different versions of what's going on
4: you know what uh... truman i i, I would love to have two hundred people i'd love to have two thousand people as you sit down and they talk would have it.
3: two thousand people because i am
4: you know once you explain it uh... i've explained this before our school board Yeah. And uh, uh, to tell you the truth, I think we ended up with two people that were still sort of confused. Was Bill
3: one of them? (laughs) No, no. um, uh,
4: They was understanding. But but what you've got to understand, uh, and as far as I understand it, I go all the way back to when the mitigation credit system began. Mm -hmm. When did it first begin? It all began back in the 70s. You know, I grew up... uh, totally on a farm, just like you did yeah. or whatever. Uh, in agriculture, uh, that was the only place I wanted to be as far as uh, education was concerned, anything mm-hmm. of that type. I wanted to be in that type of things. And just like what you said earlier, uh, safety was not anything as a farm kid I even thought about. Yeah. You know, my number one goal was, as a farm kid, was to be like the other big boys to jump out of the top of the loft down on the wagon and land on my feet.
3: Especially if you got a bunch of wasps on I, you I, at the and, time.
4: And I guess, I guess that's somewhat like the Olympics. You know, you know, the yeah. Olympics always make that final stand. Mm-hmm. That's what we did coming out of the hayloft to yeah. land on that wagon and upright. Well, that was not the safest thing we ever did, but that mm-hmm. was uh, probably one of the most fun things we did.
5: Yeah,
4: but Safety, whenever you become, as I am right now, a trustee at the Sam Davis home, is, is a very important thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am a trustee uh, down there, one of the trustees, and when you become a trustee down there, it's just not something where you walk into a room of all the other people that are interested in the Sam Davis home, uh, you're first ask: would you serve as a trustee, Yeah, and you have to think about that, because... Then your name is submitted to the governor. And then the governor decides whether or not he wants to appoint you as a trustee. And then you have to go through a background check. And you made it through. And I made it through twice. I've done it twice.
3: Unlucky you.
4: I've been appointed (laughs) twice as that trustee. Yeah. And then after you go through the background check, you go through a uh, a pretty good interview with Mm -hmm. the governor's staff. And they ask you a lot of questions. They even... I think uh, the last time they asked me, said, well, what do you think about the uh, governor's wife? And I said... The I, what? The governor's wife, and I said, you know, I said, we've actually served on an omelet cook-off together. And I said, I really like the governor's wife, and I, I said, you know, I said, this is an interesting question as you come <laughs> in here, but, but you know, the thing about the trustees that are down there at the Sam Davis home, we have a big responsibility to look after that facility. And we look at these things as far as the safety because we have a lot of school children, mm-hmm. a lot of individuals come there, and we have to look at those safety, just as our board of directors do the same thing. Mm-hmm. And as far as the the uh, where that we're talking about this morning, and Steve and myself a lot of times will use the term where, W-E-I-R as far as what that structure is called because yeah. that's what it is. Uh, It's not a full-size dam that we have.
3: It was built for ponding, wasn't it? It was built for ponding.
4: It's a a low-head dam is what it was. That's a German term, where, is what it means. But it was built for ponding uh, and and that sort of thing. In fact, if you go on the Internet right now and Google that, uh, I know you're not into Googling probably, but if you look that up, the definition, the first thing that will come up in that first sentence there. It will say where, and it will have out beside of it, It called a drowning machine. Mm-hmm. It's what it will say, mm-hmm. because it deals with the, the safety of it. Mm-hmm. So what we were looking at it uh, in this situation was basically based on the fact of the number of people we have been having that's been going across the top of it, going from one bank to the other bank, slipping in that way, coming into the property in this. I guess I got away from the mitigation banking. The mitigation banking began all the way back in the 70s when I was at MTSU studying plant and soil science, getting my degree. There were a group of people there that people sort of looked at differently, but yet you had to look at them because they had a lot of great ideas. They were a whole lot into environment Mm -hmm. and the way we grew plants and all this sort of thing, what we were doing to protect our planets. Uh, I guess they called them hippies. Uh, I never got into that. I never had long hair. I still had to go back to. rock. I rotten.
3: thought I saw you with sandals on one.
4: No, night. you didn't. <laughs> uh, I still don't wear that. But, uh, but, um, that was a part of the culture at that mm-hmm. time. Yeah. But in the '70s, there got a lot of there was a lot of interest that did begin over the such was discussion of wetlands, and mm-hmm. the loss of wetlands, and what we had with the waters of the. United States, and they started discussing about, okay, believe it or not, in 72 and all, we began in the construction, and what would happen whenever we filled in wetlands, and whatever we did with the environment and changing. So they're trying to figure out ways to to protect some of these environmental situations we had. Mm-hmm. As it began and went further into the 80s and then into the 90s, they developed a situation called mitigation banking, and mitigation began, banking began, and you know, it seems like as this discussion has began on your program, whatever, everybody thinks that those of us down there made this up. That you know, who ever heard of mitigation banking, and what do you do with mitigation banking? And I never heard of it. And um, and if you haven't been in some of the construction. Mm-hmm. If you haven't been in some of the developments you never would have heard of it. Yeah.
1: And I would also mention, by the way, Mike, since you brought that up, Tadis, that another one of our trustees is John Harney and he's very well versed in mitigation mm-hmm. banking, as you might expect. Um, so he
3: Yeah, John lives that toward me. He's he's a country boy. He is too. Yeah, yeah.
1: He's good friend. So so
3: basically
4: the mitigation process was developed where individuals who were caught in situations where they had environmental issues that they were needing to build and to replace it somewhere else or work Mm -hmm. with it, Uh, they could actually bank funding to take care of those environmental issues and take care of it someplace else and put money in there where you're not losing that environment, you're not losing the the wetlands over here. You're pl- you're replacing it somewhere else, mm-hmm. so it gives them the opportunity to do that. One of the largest users of mitigation banking in the state of Tennessee is TDEC. T uh, T
1: DOT.
4: T DOT T DOT. I'm sorry, I, I keep getting those T's all mixed they, up they there sometimes. Now,
3: tower, how is T utilizing them? When you
4: build roads, you have to go the straightest part. Yeah. At least you hope they do that. To do that, you're going to have to go across something that you're going to
3: take out. I think didn't the interstates go out there uh, across the hoard properties and and have a lot of, uh, they had some problems going across okay. there. Okay, when, when
4: you do that, TDOT has to do something to replace those things they're destroying or tearing up. Mitigation banking is used in that. And that's that's a they're a major
3: user of that. Now uh, who who would receive the funds in something like that? Well, where you, you're, I know that the hordes did not want to sell any of that property yeah. when all of that was going on. So, are, do they receive any monetary support? In those at all?
4: situations, they don't. It goes within the program of the environmental. Uh, pre- Restructuring is what that goes into. It's used to rebuild somewhere else.
5: Is data
3: reception? Uh, do they receive something for that? No, not really. I mean, the fund they they place monies in
4: this bank. It's just like you make a deposit. They make yeah. a deposit over here, and that's way this is done. And then all of a sudden, when when you have somebody that's wanting to do something else over here, to put something back, they put it. There and that funding goes over there to fix that. It's just money here to replace this, money put over here to work over here.
3: So the construction Steve, people and the engineers, do they are they are do they receive the funds to be able to accomplish that? If they need to place it somewhere else, Steve,
4: Mike can give you a little more detail in that.
1: Well, you know the um, Cumberland River Compact you asked yeah. about. They've kind of made a, a good name for themselves in. Uh, being sort of a broker of mm-hmm. mitigation banking and holding funds that come in from Tdot and other cases. In the case of the the dam there next to the Sam Davis home,
5: mm-hmm.
1: and and um, some of that money has already been paid out to. Um, for um, archaeological investigation to make mm-hmm. sure that any changes along Stewart Creek, they they several big holes that I saw. I'm out there all the time. Yeah, and they of course they they dug those holes. They looked for um, relics and pottery and things like that, and then they filled them back in. So they they did their due diligence on that. You mm-hmm. know, organization like the Cumberland River Compact, they cross all the Ts, they dot all the Is, and in fact. For doing this sort of thing, Our, ours is just sort of a small potatoes job compared to the most of the ones that they oversee uh, for mitigation banking, and they just did it kind of out of a favor to us because because um, uh, we're a small nonprofit organization, they're a nonprofit organization. I uh, just so they didn't know what they were getting into, but but anyway, they're sticking with it through through thick and thin with us on all of the accusations and everything else, but. Anyway, I don't so.
3: think I've really heard any accusations. It's just, uh, it's just trying to see if, if if most of the people are aware of how it goes. And I'm 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 learning this whole time because I have no uh, idea. Uh, just like I, I was telling Pettis earlier, Steve, i guarantee you 99. 0.9 percent of the people don't even understand how the mitigation process works.
1: That's right. That's and right. We, you know, we had a five-year head start on, on Mike Waller and Greg Tucker because we started in 2015. Well, they,
3: they were they were in a learning process. They, I mean, we, we're not in a, 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 I, an I mean, argument type situation. Yeah, we're yeah.
1: just trying to learn. Yeah, they're trying to. I'm not still sure that 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 uh, y'all understand it, but uh, again, it's you're right. To to, to, <laughs> to, to us, it's. Well, because of some of the statements that they've made, you know. Well, no,
3: we can't go with that way. No, I don't want to go that
1: well, way. Well, I know, but I'm thinking that that um, there have been accusations, and of course, I'll, let me return to the Cumberland River River Compact because mm-hmm. they did win uh, a recent governor's and start environmental stewardship award for doing the very thing mm-hmm. that we've been trying in a very protracted way to get done with this this deteriorating dam in Stewart Creek at the Sam Davis yeah. home. They they are an award-winning organization, but again, they've been called into question for underhanded dealings. And you know, I I grew up just a few miles south of of uh, where Pettis grew up on a farm in northern Bedford County. And you know, when you when someone gives their word, uh, it means something. And so um, you know, your word is your bond. You've heard that said before. Mm-hmm. And I'll I'll say here before you and everybody listening that I'll give you my word that we have never been about it for the money. Uh, We didn't even know that the mitigation banking process would generate funds in a standard seven years down the road monitoring process. That was a great, that was great news to us that the Sam Davis Memorial Association, Rutherford County Schools would get a portion of whatever's left over uh, after that monitoring process is is finished. But we certainly were to Who said
3: the seven year thing? Was that the Cumberland River?
1: That is standard, and you could ask John Harney and others. um, That's standard practice across the whole country, that there's a seven-year waiting period. Now, others, like Walter, Greg Tucker, have argued that we could have that money right now. That's just completely wrong. Uh, You can't access those funds until that standard period of monitoring. You know, am am I going to go out there and, and build a carnival on the side of the creek and invite friends and all that and mess up? All that work that they'll have to do when they when they fix the stream bank, after mm-hmm. they've removed that broken down dam, um, you know they they watch for things like that, and you know we have to be good stewards of that um, over that seven year period. And so that's just standard practice. It's not anything unusual to the Cumberland River Compact. If you went to a broken broker organization in in the Northeast mm-hmm. or in California, they tell you the same thing, seven years.
3: Now, uh, during that seven-year period, um, it, it, uh, talking to Pettis, I'm learning a lot. Uh, the, um, there's going to be, the money's going to be spread out three ways. Now, will there be no, some of that money that's targeted for this particular project? Will it be utilized for other things outside of our community?
1: What I'm understanding is of that three-way split, almost exactly thirds.
5: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, of course, the Sam Davis Memorial Association can can use that. I, I, I think probably we would use it uh, for um, to better create and interpret a, a nature trail along the side of the creek with markers to talk about the wildlife that's there that we're very familiar with. Uh, the Rutherford County School Board could use it for whatever they wanted it to. Yeah. Cumberland River Compact has said that their third will be used uh, in further mitigation banking projects and education about mitigation banking uh, in other um, um, drainages mm-hmm. of of the stones in the Cumberland River and, and such here in Middle Tennessee. So. Is
3: this going to be a learning project for a lot of other areas since... W- w- it's been hard to uh, educate us over here as far well, as what what that particular mitigation process. I know mitigation because you use mitigation in the court of law. Sure. But when we get into this type of mitigation, I had I, I had no idea.
1: Right. Uh, I think that this particular case with this dam from what I understand and talking with the director of the Cumberland River Compact and others is that this is an exceptional thing right here that they never have seen any type of uh, of resistance like we've they've run up against, we've run up mm-hmm. against here about this down that most of these folks have never walked down in the creek and seen how bad shape it's in. Yeah. Um, and I'd guarantee you that the people at the national level who've issued their, their um, uh, declaration in recent years never even saw a picture of it. They just supported the State Historic Preservation mm-hmm. Officer who uh, Greg, Greg Tucker managed to change the mind of somehow. We've never seen the documentation from Greg for how he did that. Because uh, uh, Patrick McIntyre, the State Historic Preservation Officer with the Tennessee Historical Commission, uh, he and his uh, office had already agreed to allow the dam to go Mm-hmm. Uh, and the Army Corps of Engineers had that permission before. Uh, Greg brought up some other things. Again, we,
3: uh, I we think were, the biggest thing is the historical. Yeah. Uh, part of it. I,
1: I would say this that you know we, we do a good job of telling, telling history, mm-hmm. uh, relating history at the Sam Davis home. We tell very well the story of Sam Davis, the Davis family, mm-hmm. the enslaved workers who worked there very well, many of very good artisans out there at the site. Uh, what we do not tell, we don't take tours down to this old dam in the creek and say, here it is. <laughs> it's, it's, we don't consider that a true part of the history and the story. There's been
3: tell. a lot of weddings over there well, at that particular location.
1: There, there was an Eagle Scout, Boy Scout project that put an amphitheater down there that yeah. didn't replace it. Now it's, it's already deteriorated. Yeah. But... Uh, yeah, it's, it's a it's a nice site there, but I would argue it would be just as good a site with the natural creek flowing down there because that's the creek that the Davis family saw. There was no dam when the Davis family was there before it was turned over to the state in the early 20th century. Um, Hog Rock, I don't even know where Hog Rock is. It's mm-hmm. this flat, cedar glade-like area up there. That's where they killed hogs. Um, and um, the stream wasn't backed up that far because of the dam then, mm-hmm. but that's right on the stream bank. Uh, so we can't really interpret it the way we want to because uh, the dam is a later project. Now again, the National Park Service, um, uh, they've, they've determined that it is of historical value because, and again, it was it was built uh, at the request of um, An- Andromedia Synod, who was Sam Davis's niece. She lived on the property in the Creek House. She was mm-hmm. the first custodian of the property. And I often wondered through here lately, thinking about this, what if Miss Andromedia knew just what all the turmoil that we've been going through here 81 years later, I think she would pull out, if she knew in advance, she would have pulled out her request for that reflection pool. She wanted to calm her soul sitting down there below the, the creek house and see that reflection pool. But if she knew all the things that have taken place these last 16 months and false accusations, uh, That have been made. I I don't think
3: it's false accusations. I think it's trying to to see, uh, follow follow the the roadway. Sam Davis' home is probably the most historic structure in the state of Tennessee, as far as I'm concerned. It's an important one. It's very important, and the the sad thing about it is it's hard to fund all the things. That the Sam Davis home needs. Right. And Truman, I think that's one of the things that, that was probably driving some of that. Truman, you're,
4: you're, you're correct as far as the Sam Davis home is concerned. Uh, I saw on a Facebook post, uh, they said that pettis don't know the history of, of Smyrna and, and, and <laughs> what's going on down there. My first visit to the Sam Davis home, I was six years old. And I can still remember the... Gosh, incur- that was
3: a long time ago.
4: You're not a kid. Yeah. And... Uh, The first story I heard was standing down there on that old oak tree and the interpreter telling about the fact of Sam riding up there late that afternoon, his last time to visit the home and tying his horse under that tree. Well, thanks to uh, some of our uh, individuals who work around that area right there, I was able to get a sapling from that tree. It's growing in my backyard oh, right my. now and it's very valuable to me.
1: I've got one too.
4: I keep watching, I keep watching that thing. I don't want any cicadas or anything to get to it. <laughs> yeah. It's it's in a protected fence in my backyard and whatever. Yeah. But the Sam Davis home has always been special. Every time I'm uh, as as I've grown up and whatever, I've been to the Sam Davis home. Uh, in fact, the the Sam Davis house uh, My grandparents also had a house just like it, built about the same time. Mm -hmm. And as I go into that house, I can still see their house because the woodwork, everything's just the same as it was.
3: So They still play music in there on Saturdays, don't they?
4: uh, Out there in the courtyard yeah, we do that. But, But, I mean, I have studied Sam Davis. I've studied that home. I've studied that property. I'm there in November when we have the memorial service for Sam. I've been to Pulaski. Uh, at that memorial service where he was hung, I, I've done all of that. So, in fact, yesterday, or no, just Tuesday, mm-hmm. uh, I grabbed my camera. I went to the headquarters there at the uh, Sam Davis home. I told him, I said, "If I don't come back here late this afternoon, go down at the dam and start looking for me because I'm going down there." I said, "I've got to, I've got to clear my own thoughts about okay." Let's see the dam. I want to see it. I want to get a good close-up. I want to see everything for myself. Mm-hmm. So I went down. I went down there, looked at it. I went through it. And I want to tell you, it's a steep climb up and down mm-hmm. that you've got to go through there. And these old bones, just like you said, how long ago that was, I'm not built for climbing anymore. And uh, But I did make it back out. I've I've got some beautiful pictures here that I shot down there of the dam. And
3: I'll let you look at these when we go to break. But oh, we're, we're getting ready to take a break. Okay. I've, I've already got the layout. You got layout. the high side? Yeah. All right, guys. We'll be right back with you.
6: Adams Place Retirement Community is a part of National Healthcare Corporation. In 1971, the founder, Dr. Carl Adams, had a vision to provide higher quality health care for seniors. His dream was to create a campus concept that offered in-house services for residents as they age with different needs. Call 615-904-7100 and schedule a tour. Hummingbird Hill is Smyrna's newest apartment home community. For people 62 and up. Located at 443 Mason Tucker Drive. Hummingbird Hill apartment homes are brand new and furnished with all electric appliances, including a washer and dryer with conveniences like elevators, fitness centers, and more. Come on out and join Bart Walker for their open house on Wednesday, June 16th from 8 to 5. Application fees will be waived at the open house. Hummingbird Hill is an equal opportunity provider.
0: people, that's the difference. Maples Realty and Auction. I'm Betsy Maples-Taylor with Maples Realty and Auction Company in Murfreesboro.
2: It's a great time to book an auction. Dates are filling up fast for the summer. Maples Realty and Auction will be happy to come to your property, do a free, no-obligation analysis to determine if an auction is the best option for you. More information at maplesrealtyandauction.com or call 615-896-4740.
5: Maples Realty and Auction.
2: If you haven't been by Discount Mattress, stop on by. They're in their new home, 1647 Northwest Broad Street, next to Pinnacle Bank. You don't have to wait for big sales to save hundreds on a new mattress. Save now on top brands like Simmons, Serta, Englander, M. Lilly, and more. Their new warehouse, 1647 Northwest Broad Street, is absolutely stacked to the ceiling. So stop on in, same-day delivery or pickup, at Discount Mattress, 1647 Northwest Broad, next to Pinnacle Bank
0: an update from the WGNSRadio.com News Center.
7: I'm Ron Jordan. The
0: Tennessee Highway
7: Patrol has identified the person killed in a Rutherford County crash on Old Nashville Highway near Stones River Battlefield Wednesday morning. 28-year-old Simi Barry's Jeep went off the road. Barry overcorrected but ended up crashing into a utility pole and was partially ejected from the vehicle and killed at the scene. THP says Barry, who was from Smyrna, was not wearing a seatbelt. A News radio WGNS update on a rape case involving a 39-year-old Smyrna suspect. Elaz Naziri was arrested on October 25th last year on two counts of rape and one count of aggravated rape. A plea hearing was scheduled to take place this past April but was rescheduled to July. Naziri will appear before Chancellor Howard Wilson next month to face the rape and aggravated rape charges. Naziri is currently free on two separate bonds totaling $90,000. There are 9,000 volunteer mentor positions open for the Tennessee Promise Program. The financial aid program gives high school seniors the opportunity to attend community or technical college tuition-free. Mentors will work with groups of 3 to 7 Class of 2022 students to support their transition from high school to college. Mentors will complete a one-hour online training and will receive weekly updates on program requirements. More information available online at tnachieves.org. And AAA says gas prices in Tennessee have increased by one cent on average over last week. The average gas price in the state is now 2.88, 17 cents higher than a month ago, and nearly $1.10 higher than a year ago. When news breaks, we tweet it. Follow us at WGNS Radio.
0: I'm Ron Jordan reporting. News updates around the clock, when it breaks, and on demand at WGNSRadio.com. We are News Radio WGNS.
6: Del Wamsley here. The first thing you're going to have to learn is until you stop expecting the politicians or anyone else to change your life, your life isn't going to change. The only person who can change your life is you, but you need to know how.
2: Turn off the pundits and turn on the passive income. Tune in to the Del Wamsley Radio Show.
6: Listen to my show, the Del Wamsley Radio Show where the hype ends and the help begins.
2: Catch the Dell Walmsley radio show Monday through Saturday, 11 to noon. here on news radio WGNS. It's about that time again for the 54th Annual Murfreesboro Antique Show and Sale, coming up July 16th through the 18th. $7 gets you in all weekend as you shop custom furniture, fine linens, paintings, pottery, and much, much more. Parking is free, and food and beverages are available for purchase inside the venue. Catch all the action this year at the Middle Tennessee Expo Center on 1660 Middle Tennessee Boulevard in Murfreesboro. Your next great find is waiting for you at the 54th Annual Murfreesboro Antique Show and Sale, July
7: 16th through the 18th.
2: Listen live to WGNS Radio on our website, and Alexa, or Google devices. Search WGNS Radio for on-demand podcasts in iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. Plus, we have direct links to podcasts at WGNSRadio.com. Good neighbor weather. We'll see if you scattered showers and thunderstorms at times this afternoon. With cloudy skies, high in the mid 80s. Southwest winds between five and ten miles per hour. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Vuchitsky on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 72 classic kid movies are back this summer at premiere six on broad and jackson heights five dollar tickets include admission drink popcorn and candy check murfreesboro movies.com for showtimes
0: for classic kid movies all summer from nhc's adams place home of premier senior living on memorial boulevard it's the truman show on news radio wgns FM 100.5 and 101.9, AM 1450, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. Okay, Steve, I've
3: been seeing the pictures of everything. You guys did a good job uh, covering everything. But um, uh, the last thing that I asked you while we were uh, off the air was – do we have or does anybody that's looked at it uh, uh, that are uh, professionally, they deal with things like this, uh, do you have any idea how much it's going to cost to actually uh, do all the fixing of where the dam is right now?
1: You mean to repair it?
3: Yeah, Or no, no I'm talking about to, to, remove just, it. Remove it. to
1: remove it. Well, <laughs> I can only say that you know the engineering firms that like one one called KCI, mm-hmm. who typically does these kinds of things across the state. And really, it's in the nation. Um, they. Um, through the mitigation banking process with Cumberland River Compact, Mm -hmm. um, the figure that was thrown out there was $1.5 million in Mm -hmm. credits. Part of that has already been spent uh, to pay that engineering firm for all the many measurements they've made i have been out there when they were making them. Mm -hmm. And also for the archeological um, uh, survey they did out there. Yeah. Uh, and I can also say that the mitigation banking process, TDOT and others that, it's mostly TDOT, all that work has already been done. So those that are saying, well, how much damage is it going to do somewhere else if we if we have them take that, that process has already been taken care of because this has been s- such a protracted deal that we've been involved with these last 16 months. So
3: TDOT is, it, they have received the monies that they
1: they they will receive. They, the money is still in the mitigation bank. Okay. But they they have already done those projects, uh, and then we're just in this waiting period now, rather long waiting period. But we're patient mm-hmm. towards uh, the removal of the dam at the culmination of the project. Yeah. And then seven years beyond that, um, any remaining funds that aren't used for signage or. $2,000 assigned that's money that's not going to the school board or to the to the um, Sam Davis Memorial Association. Whatever's left would be divided up in thirds mm-hmm. at that point. So you street.
3: don't really have a clue how much money each one of those will be able to receive either schools or the... No, not until the,
1: the end of that process. If there's anything that needs to be done in that seven-year period, I think it's not typical that there is any additional expenditure of funds, but that's what that standard seven-year waiting period is about.
3: Would you have a say-so and to say after two or three years and it looks like everything's fine, could you um, tell uh, Cumberland River that it sh- everybody should be happy with where it is right now?
1: Well, they send people out and monitor that sort of thing just, just um you know, but I, I I wouldn't feel good about doing that because it would be before the standard period of time that everybody has to observe across the whole country yeah. in mitigation banking. We I'm not in any hurry to get the funds, as I've said. One of the accusations has been that we've had um we've been trying State to get could the money using that oh, word. I know. Well, it's it. I don't know what else to call it, but yeah. that. They said we are getting rid of this historic structure to generate funds for the Sam Davis Home.
5: Yeah, We
1: never never were after funds. We didn't even know they were available until recent years. We we, we wouldn't have gone to the troubled one-and-a-half-year process with the Tennessee Historical Commission uh, to get a waiver approval to sell mm-hmm. up to four acres of our land uh, to really do some important maintenance at our site that's very much needed. Yeah. We wouldn't have done that if we'd known we were going to get money out of the dams removal. Uh, So, so that's that's just not true.
3: I think we all realize that Sam Davis is not funded to the amount that it should be. There should be other people um, with something so important to our community. People should get involved in making sure that they have the funds to keep that place there. It's it's so special to all all of us. uh,
4: Totally agree. Totally agree, Truman, and uh, you're looking at two people right here who spend a lot of time there. Yeah. Uh, uh, I spend, you know, I'm, a, I'm somewhat of a reenactor there. I'm, uh, I teach people on how to cure meat and how to do that sort of thing and teach children and do it for fun. One of the questions you were asking there, I think, I would urge anybody that wants to learn more about the mitigation banking system, if mm-hmm. they're still confused, go to an, uh, vestopedia. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the Internet and look up understanding the basics of mitigation banking. It's very simple. Mm-hmm. It explains it. When you were talking about could we go back uh, two years later and just say, hey, we think everything looks good. Let's let's take care of this right now. I was just sitting here looking at it. There's a transfer of liability as far as that's concerned. Mm-hmm. So whenever they start doing this, that liability goes to the mitigation bank.
3: Yeah.
4: And just like you put money in a bank right now, or savings account, whatever, there is a banker that oversees all of that.
5: Mm-hmm.
4: Well, in a mitigation bank, there is a mitigation banker as such. He oversees it, he oversees the project, and that is determined on whether or not they see that the project is done. And Is that a state organization, that's, or is that's it federal? All, that's federal. And there are um, 1,900 Mitigation banks across this country. Mm-hmm. So that's where this is all taken care of and looked at from there. So that liability is determined there, and it's based on the fact of economical loss. Mm-hmm. Well, when we were off there, Steve was talking about that how they're going to go about taking out uh, that ware. Mm-hmm. And that they're going to have to bring in some rock so they can get the machines down there to pull all this out, to load it out, and whatever. Mm-hmm. Well, then that rock has to be removed. Then the vegetate vegetation has to be put back. The erosion that's been caused by the breach in the weir or the mm-hmm. dam that's been going on for a number of years that has to be put back, and then it all has to go back into growth. That's why there's a seven-year period in there. They're to return. They're to return Stewart Creek. Back to the way it was, prior to 1939, when this was built.
5: Mm-hmm.
4: Um, I think one of the things we look at down there, we are all interpreters of that farm.
5: Yeah,
4: uh, we interpret it the way the Davis family would have seen that farm. In other words, when a busload of choo- uh, school children pull up out front, mm-hmm. we say, you know, welcome to the home of Sam Davis and Charles Davis, who was operating. I I stand out there in front of that uh, smokehouse,
3: yeah.
4: and I talk about the smokehouse and how they process the meat and how they did it and, and how they go about it. But I always talk about the fact that Charles was one of the largest hog producers in Rutherford County. He produced over 350 head of hog.
3: That's a lot of pigs.
4: That is a whole bunch of them. And the interesting thing is they were all raised right down there on Stewart's Creek on that flat rock. Now, could you imagine 350 head of hogs down there on a flat rock, which is upstream from this where? No. It wouldn't work. (laughs) It wouldn't work today. (laughs) She wouldn't enjoy sitting out on her porch looking at that reflecting pool, I don't think, now. In fact, when I was down there Tuesday... uh, it wasn't moving as it once did because some of the portals in that where are stopped up now
5: yeah
4: and the water is somewhat stagnant in areas mm-hmm. and there was somewhat of you got to remember that is Stewart's Creek and there are bridges over that there were some dead animals that had come down and that's where they stop they stop right there on that where anything comes off of that bridge Anything you don't want in Stewart's Creek, it stops there until the next big mm-hmm. rain. And that's sitting right outside, out the back of the creek house. Mm-hmm. So that's there, and it catches everything, just like anything you want. Because if the water's not flowing over the top of that ware, uh, that water is not going through those portals. It's just hanging there in that pool and pond. We right now have a huge tree. I mean, a huge tree sitting on top of it over there, near uh, that opening that has broken through.
5: Mm-hmm.
4: Uh, to get it off, somebody's going to have to go down there and saw that off of that that uh, that dam, and um, and where I made those pictures and I showed it to you a while ago, it has already broken the top. Where that that big maple tree come down through there and mm-hmm. hit that during the last rain, it's broken the top of the the wear. The, the wear's concrete right now. Uh, is like any limestone. Over years, it, it decays and it starts to to become problems. Well, where it hit that, it has broke that top cap up there. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's that. been damaged. So yeah. uh, that, that's some of it right there. But. I would recommend anybody look at uh, look at that on Investopedia, understanding the basis of mitigation banking. One thing I know that I told the school board when I presented it to them is as far as this where is concerned, it sits on two pieces of property. It not only sits on the Sam Davis property, half of it also sits on the uh, Rutherford County Board of Education's property. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they have a responsibility to, to it too. Uh, I know I, What's I kn- the
3: school down from there?
4: It's an uh, elementary school. Smyrna, Smyrna Elementary. Smyrna Elementary. Smyrna Elementary. Smyrna elementary. Yeah.
3: yeah.
4: But the thing is, what we were looking at by, by the fact that we did use the uh, Cumberland River Compact mm-hmm. is that they had agreed to do this at no cost mm-hmm. to these two entities. Mm-hmm. And when I say no cost to both of us, the Sam Davis and the school board, if it was going to cost the school board to repair this dam or to tear it down, which we're, uh, we put some pretty large figures out here this morning, mm-hmm. those figures that's coming out of the school board's pocket is coming out of your pocket and my pocket and the citizens of Rutherford County. Mm-hmm. So we thought that was a pretty so good So
3: they dam. will be one of the recipients out of the, the, the thirds. The third. Yeah. The third.
4: And and we have already signed an MOU, uh, I believe. That's, that's
1: well, we have one ready to be signed by the school board. It was uh, contingent on the on the decisions that came out of Washington D.C. on this, mm-hmm. but uh, again, that process is ongoing. In this, what I call the second mitigation, is going on now with signage that'll cost quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, that could go up at the site where where the dam is to indicate that was once a dam here, and here's why. Uh, so, um, yes, they. Um, Um, I know that Trey Lee, which is the main contact over there in terms of their engineering and such, Mm is supportive of the dam coming out. So is uh, one of the sons of Andy Johns, who Mm -hmm. was the engineer who designed that dam and had it built during the Depression um, for $750, repaired for $100 more a year later, by the way. We now know from our minutes.
3: let's just give them the... Uh, the Cumberland people, seven hundred and fifty dollars, and let them pay us let the rest. It.
1: Well, is not the way it works. And you know, and this, this, uh, I'm, I hope you won't mind me use his name, but it's Tommy Johns. He, he's the one who called me with concern about some things that Greg Tucker had said about his dad, mm-hmm. uh, incorrect, um, on your show. And Tommy, and, uh, yeah, uh, Tommy. Went out to the site that same day, and then he called, talked to the director, and he called me later. Mm-hmm. He, um, he, I'm said thinking,
3: I'm thinking of my surgeon, Tommy John. That's yeah, a different one,
5: <laughs> different one. There's but, a lot. He's
3: cut every piece of, uh, every inch on my body, I uh, think.
1: Well, you know, they're in Smyrna, of course, the John loved him to the, death. The John's name is big, and he may, your surgeon may be one of those same Johns. But anyway, Tommy had told me he said that he agrees that with us that the, uh, that wear is is past its usefulness, mm-hmm. usefulness and that it is a safety issue and that it should be removed.
3: Well, this is... Uh, I, I think we 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 need these discussions because uh, people are going to, as you know, when you're sitting around drinking coffee, uh, there's going to be a lot discussed in there uh, as far as the, the nation's going, the Tennessee's going, and Rutherford County's going, and and uh, it, But I, I want you to know, Pettis, you were talking about the ham house is what I always called them. <laughs> uh, I was working midnight shift many years ago for the sheriff's department, and I couldn't sleep. Because when i get home, the sun would be out, and the light would be shining all over. And my sweet wife, Jackie, she says, why don't we put you a bedroom out there? And we went out and uh, cut a hole big enough for a window, put in an air condition. There was no light at all in there, and I would sleep just like a baby. You
4: slept, I,
3: like, I, you slept like a ham? I slept like a ham. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, can you imagine? But the the ham... Uh, Killing hogs was big time back in this. And and it was a social gathering. Poor old hogs didn't like it, but we had a social gathering out there. It was unbelievable.
4: You know, that's a lot of fun. Uh, That's why I guess I do this so much. I mean, I'll go out there, and we've done a lot of hot days, a lot of cold days, and, and all this sort of thing. But it's so much fun with the school children when they come out there. And you may have caught a while ago, I, I said I'd explain to them the processing of the the meat and the food mm-hmm. out there. Uh, over the years, we have learned when we talk to the children, you don't say killing hogs. Uh, that's not done in schools anymore. You don't use that terminology. You say, Oh, we're
3: too soft you, today. Yeah, you, uh. you say
4: processing. You say processing. <laughs> My problem is I have a hard time trying to say that. Because they finally figure it out, because when I talk about how they uh, process the meat down there on the rock, and then that night they place it up on a metal roof out here so they can chill it down the next morning so they can cut it up and Mm. go through all of that. But it's a lot of fun when I'm sitting there, and you see their eyes get bigger and bigger and bigger as I'm talking about that. It's a new world for them. And and I I show them a slab of bacon. Yeah, not a, not a slice of bacon, but a whole slab, mm-hmm. and they look at that, said, "That's not bacon," and I said, "Yes, it is." He said, "No, mine comes real, cl- uh, real thin and comes in a package from Kroger." I said, "Not back in 1860, it didn't." It's and a then,
3: scientific world now, yeah,
4: and uh, but I always start mine off by the fact of how many uh, pigs were down there, and that all of a sudden it just gets—they can't believe that many pigs, and then I also get into the fact of. Uh, how many uh, people Mrs. Davis fed in there in that kitchen every morning? And I told him, said so she had at least fifteen people in that kitchen every morning or in that dining room. Yeah. they fed every morning. and they said fifteen people. I said, yeah, I said, what you got to understand about Mr. Charles Davis was if you rode down this road, you ate with them. It wow. was either if it was if it's dinner time and the bell had rung, he called you in off the road. You come in there and ate. That was the way he was. He done that. You
3: and I grew up in an era like yeah, that too. Absolutely.
4: And then the fun part—they have all like to go over there and ring the dinner bell. Yeah. And they'll ring that dinner bell, and I have to explain what a dinner bell is. I said that was only you'd only ring that at twelve o'clock, high mm-hmm. noon, and that was for everybody to come in and eat, and that was for everybody to quit what he's doing and eating. But I said, if you rang that any other time today, it had better be an emergency. Yeah. I said, I grew up that way. And I said, let me explain. It was You rang it if there was a fire, somebody was sick, somebody needed help, or your neighbor needed help. You didn't do it. You didn't ring it any other time. And I always tell them, I said, I learned the hard way. Yeah. One afternoon about 3 o'clock, I saw that chain hanging down, and I rang that thing. I said I never ring it again, and I can't go buy one right now that I don't want. I, I said I will not ring it because I learned real quick and the hard way—you don't ring it because when I saw my daddy's face coming out of that field, <laughs> I knew right then that was not—it wasn't dinner time.
3: <laughs> but we got somebody calling us. Okay, caller, welcome aboard. Yeah,
1: correct me if I'm wrong. Didn't this
4: all start over the fact that some developers wanted to build a house?
0: The subdivision, they figured this is a way to trade out credit. And I think the Corps of Engineers own like 10 or 20 feet on each side of the stream. I mean, this is like Al Gore flying all over the world in his jet and buying a swamp in Florida and dumping a load of dirt in it and calling it improvement
4: and trading it out. And I'll hang up and listen. Okay, guys. <laughs> uh, as far as I know, there were no developers even involved in this. Uh, in in fact, I think Steve can tell you the story of how we even got got connected with this.
1: Right, right. I when I became a uh, director, board of directors member, along about 2015, mm-hmm. um, I was aware of the work the Cumberland River Compact had done mm-hmm. in some of the uh, wares or low head low head dams and in Davidson County. And um, uh, I saw that they had done that and documented that and been on the news for environmental. Was that Mill Creek?
3: Mill Creek. Seven
1: seven different dams that uh, are wares that they removed. That's how they got the Governor's Excellence Award for the environmental area. Anyway, so um, I said, well, I know we don't have the funds to remove this this deteriorating dam, mm-hmm. but here's a way that possibly we could, could get it out of the creek. Uh, it's always been about a safety issue. Um, we've, Greg uh, Tucker's pointed out that we have insurance, and yes, we do,
5: mm-hmm.
1: but, I, but I don't think we want have something in the creek that might cause somebody's death by drowning or some other injury and then pay out the insurance. Yes, we could, but uh, human life is precious. And, and so I, I don't go along with that reasoning, but as far as what's on either side of the creek, mm-hmm. the Corps of Engineers does not own any of that land. Yeah, uh, There's not some kind of a conspiracy going on about trying to come in and, and uh, develop the Sam Davis property for some of the reasons. It's mitigation banking, yes. I'll, I'll say right here on the air that I, I, I always had kind of a bad taste in my mouth about it because mm-hmm. it's tit for tat. You, you mm-hmm. remove a dam in Stewart Creek Mm -hmm. and then you have permission to to um, put a road through a wetland in West Tennessee Mm -hmm. Um, and it's it's balances Mm -hmm. that way Um, I'm always for improving the environment making things as natural as possible uh, but that's the fact of the matter that's the way it works Mm -hmm. and we saw an opportunity to do that at no cost to us
3: Uh, but uh Somewhere down the line, you feel pretty confident that uh, a third of, of of the monies that is being drawn out of the mitigation process will be going to uh, the Sam Davis home. Who who actually that, that just brings up a, a, a thought because I, I I don't really know how is the ownership as far as running the Sam Davis home. How how is that? Uh, put in words. I mean, it, it, who actually has the uh, finger on the pulse of the Sam Davis home?
1: The ownership of the property, now 164 acres, because we've, we had a successful petition to have four of those acres now available for us to sell. Um, and we're in that process now. Um, that is owned by the state. That When the state took over the property in the 1920s, um, that transition was made from the Davis family to the state. Mm-hmm. The Sam Davis Memorial Association was given a charge, and I'll paraphrase it, but a, a, a charge to to uh, keep up and maintain that property in a beautiful condition in a way that we could interpret the story
3: mm-hmm. of
1: the boy hero of the confederacy, uh, Sam Davis. Yeah. And so that's what we try to do. And raising funds is not as easy as it sounds. Um, The state was supposed to be giving us a, a certain percentage of money each year, which they never did. When they did a sunset audit and the trustees were involved just a few years ago, they had to kind of admit that, no, we never have given you that money we promised. And it doesn't sound like we're going to get it now either. What
3: was the excuse? If if they if they made a bargain to do it,
1: well, I know, and probably legally we could go back and go after it, but that's neither here nor there. Now we just they um, when they did that audit of us, yeah. which is an annual thing, it wasn't caused by any particular thing. It just it happens every seven mm-hmm. or eight years. They. Um, they we found out, as we looked at that, yes, they were supposed to be giving us a certain amount of money that we weren't getting. Mm-hmm. We get other grants from Rutherford County. yeah, we get uh, one from the town of Smyrna. But uh, the state doesn't really give us any money. A lot of people have that mistake. They think that the state funds everything we do, but we have to we have to make money from programming school field trips, which have been few and far between this last year. Um,
3: yeah, it was a bad year for everybody. It
1: sure was. It was, And and so that money, uh, you know, we did a capital campaign. We tried our best mm-hmm. to get people to come in and make major contributions, and it turns mm-hmm. out most of the people who made the major contributions were the current directors and the current trustees. No one else would touch us. We were a hot potato mm-hmm. because of of all the things that have to be, any historical site that's associated with the old Confederacy, people just, they, they balk. And I, I just don't know what else to say about it. I wish they wouldn't. I don't see a good reason for them to do it. but we could. That's
3: part uh, of our history, an important part of is, our history, but no matter how you look at but it.
1: But businesses and entrepreneurs and such in the area, they did not want to be associated with giving any funding towards the side of head.
4: And, and had people it. need to understand this is still a, a working farm in a way. I mean, we still plant crops. We still we still try to keep this. You know, when, when you look at some of the uh, uh, places around here that people go to visit and whatever, they see the plantations.
5: Mm-hmm.
4: The Sam Davis home itself is a farmhouse. It's not what you would call a mansion or a plantation. It was a farmhouse where they raised eight children in there. Wow. And so they, that was a working farm is what it was. Mm-hmm. So we try to interpret that as this is the Davis family. This is what it would have been like in 1860. Uh, we do days on the farm. We do heritage days. We're looking at other methods, methods to do that. Uh, so we're we're trying. In fact, we've even got an idea this year where We'll do our crops this year come fall, but we're also going to bring in maybe some um, modern ideas to show. Uh, we've got out there in our barn a, uh, a hay rake from 1850, mm. but and you won't find anywhere else. It
1: doesn't look like a hay rake you'd see today.
4: Yeah. So, so we have things like we have a cotton, uh, cotton gin, cotton gin out there. I have a cotton gin out there. Uh, so. You know, we're doing things like that that are more that are education that people need to look at and see what's going on out there. Uh, I have the feeling that when we are in the process of removing uh, this wear, this is going to become an education process too,
5: yeah.
4: where we can do an environmental education process. The Cumberland River Compact are big into this sort of thing. Uh, they do a whole lot through the environmental situation, but to to once again to have Stewart's Creek return back to the flow it was at its original state in the 1860s or where it was at the beginning, where we can use that as an uh, interpretation trail for the environment of what that farm was originally, mm-hmm. I think it's going to be be a plus to us or we can bring people back to see uh, see what that creek and I think now this is just in my own thought process I've seen that on the Facebook too of how Stewart's Creek has been polluted and whatever I think this will help clean up some of it (laughs) that what has been holding upstream and then when it rains it comes downstream that now that creek uh, can now run as it once did and I think it'll be a good good thing there. that's what I'm seeing and hoping for.
3: Do you have many tourists that are drawn into this area, say into Smyrna and other areas, that will go out there and kind of get the feel of what what that area was like uh, so many years ago? It's been amazing.
4: Um, I know Tuesday when I was out there and got ready to leave, I had to keep pulling over on the side of the lane as people were coming in, Good. and I kept looking back. I said, "I want to see these license plates." I saw California, uh, I saw New York. I saw a lot of out-of-state cars that were coming in. Mm-hmm. And as I was talking to our individuals at the desk, he said, the "Other day, he said they were they had a lot of people that were coming in." So, so we're getting this recognition. People mm-hmm. are coming out to see that. We just like to have more. But we'd like to have the thing that has been interesting in this discussion that we've had over this whole situation is the people that have called in and say, you know, I don't want you to do this or I want you to do this or whatever. Mm -hmm. It gives us the opportunity to say, when was the last time you visited the Sam Davis home? Well, I've never been there. Mm -hmm. And they live right there in Smyrna, Yeah, that's uh, right here in Rutherford County.
1: And it gives us a, well, come on out. Let us show you what we're talking about. And sometimes we'll have a, uh, a procession or a float in the Smyrna Christmas Parade. And I can remember two or three times when I was walking in that procession, somebody would come over and said, I, I got married to the Sam Davis home. Or, wow. or uh, I, I went there as a child. They'd come and tell us that they were so excited to see us. So we invite them to come back and, and see all that history, because when you drive down that lane, um, you just go back in time.
3: Yeah, I think Dan Whittle was married over at the Sam Davis home.
4: I think Dan Whittle knew Sam Davis, didn't he? He Maybe. probably <laughs> did. He's
3: probably uh, being from Missouri. Uh, you never know, but I, I would say that he's up there in heaven with Sam. I, I you miss know, him. I tell you, p- people don't understand. Um, it's just like. Uh, France in World War II, we we had the war right here in the middle. A lot of areas were just completely untouched. But but, but all the people that lost their homes, and I'll guarantee you, most people, they were fighting for their state uh, while um, Lincoln had got, he, he was fighting for the country, the northern part of the country, yeah. basically. And... Those poor guys, I mean, all the damage that was done to so many people, both the North and the South, uh, uh, they lost their lives. Uh, many of them lost their lives simply because of the uh, all the uh, uh, terrible things that was going on as far as having their legs cut off. Can you imagine terrible. all the people that were damaged during that time, and they wonder why... We uh, fight for the history of what happened during that period. I, I mean, how could they be so completely uninformed about that, it's a, what it, went on? It's a
4: passed down history. Uh, I grew up with that. I was yeah. born in a in a log cabin that, in the same bedroom my great-great-great-grandfather was born in. Lucky you. So, I mean, I'm still living out there on that same road where they come there in 1802 and unhitch their horse. I've often wondered, why did you unhitch your horse out there on champion's run golf course? I said, we all must have known it was coming in sometime. But, but you know. Do you play golf over there? No. Oh. <laughs> no. No. I never took up that sport. I I never had time to do that sort of thing. But, But the thing is, I think people need to understand that none of us at the Sam Davis home, we all love it. We love that place. That's where our heart is. For you wouldn't see us there, doing the things we do if that wasn't so. Yeah. And not only do we spend our time there, uh, cleaning or, or telling people about how you slice up a ham or, or showing you through the house, we also leave our our bill folds there. We do. Uh, we we make a contribute. When when we had the the plane crash there. Yeah. I know I spent a day trying to get a generator to protect the the uh, artifacts we had in the museum, trying to get yeah. a generator so we could cool that down. I think I ended up having to go to Cannon County to get that one there. All mm. ours was busy. But then you need to understand that that board and that group of trustees sat around a table, took out their bill foes and took money, and built a, a monument, a memorial to the pilot. Right. Yeah, and it's out there on that property. We we had the first memorial and monument. This on the community's
3: 7th. got a heart. And it's we a, put it bench. out
4: there where where the plane crashed. And yeah. it was there, and it's there today. Where you go out there and see it, and it's a beautiful uh, area to go out there and just sit down and where where that went down. So uh, that board of trustees, the the board of directors, we're not doing anything to harm. That property whatever we're looking out for the safety we're looking out for the benefit of it. Uh, like How said, can people give to the Sam Davis home? They can make a check out to the Sam Davis
1: Memorial Association. Mm-hmm. They can go to our website it, uh, and, and um, uh, join at any membership level.
5: Mm-hmm.
1: It's very easy to do. Uh, you can do it online if you want to or you can print off a form and mail it in with your check.
3: Ah, Or drop by.
1: Come by. Yeah,
3: come by and visit. And, by and and, uh, great
4: museum out there.
3: Yeah. I uh, They had some uh, pretty nice uh, pickers with the the banjos and the guitars. Saturday, go. Jackie and I would Saturdays, go out there. Yeah. We'd sit there and rock and listen to them.
1: Yeah, you've got Paul Lamb and his crew. They're excellent. They're <laughs> yes, they are. They're out there a
3: lot. They really are. Thanks, guys. Glad okay. to be here. It was a great education for me. Sometimes, uh... uh Sometimes I, I can uh, learn. Uh, <laughs> oh, I, we all can. I, but most of the time when I was in school, grade school and high school, uh, I was trying to get out of the classroom and go play ball the heck with in there listening and all that stuff. And as I've gotten older, I, I, I do do a lot better, Pettis. I really do. You well. used to shake your head when I'd go up there asking for money, but uh,
4: I wasn't there when you were. Asking I thought for money. you were.
3: I thought you was the one <laughs> no. giving me the thumbs down. In, in fact, if
4: I had been there and you was asking something for public safety, you'd have gotten
3: it. Tell me about that. Tell me about public safety. What you're doing now? Cause I am jealous because I was never able to get that kind of money.
4: We're getting ready to. Um, we're wanting to build six public health and safety buildings uh around the city of Murfreesboro mm-hmm. within the county uh these buildings will contain uh fire ambulance and a sheriff's office inside of it mm-hmm. available for the communities in uh the areas mm-hmm. of rockville Christiana, Las Casas, Walter Hill, Amable. Um, I may have missed one in there, but there's six of them.
3: You didn't say Kittrell.
4: And Kittrell. Kittrell. Uh, yeah, Kittril's in there. You you did that on purpose? No, nah, I didn't. Robert P. would would whoop me <laughs> yeah. if he doesn't know that. But but we're trying. We're going to build those, and then we're also looking at the possibility of purchasing the State Farm building, and that will at be, a good
3: price. From what I understand, at a really good
4: price, and we're looking at turning that in also into a public safety building, where we can do a lot of different things there. Uh, as as I was telling you this morning. That will become our our next CSI building, as far as uh, our public safety is concerned. We'll be also moving our public safety uh, activities in there. Maybe the possibility of putting dispatch, putting our sheriffs and the administration in there, mm-hmm. expanding our jail where it can go down into other, not having to build on to it.
5: Yeah.
4: And we're hoping to be able to use the uh, federal money that's come in here, where we will not be taking taxes out of the citizen's pocket to do this.
3: I think that's a good decision. Well,
4: that's where we're wanting
3: to do this. Yeah. Except don't keep the people uh, in the morgue too long.
4: Well, that's the whole idea of this right here. We, but we're wanting to use uh, the we don't call it a morgue, we call it a forensic center. This is one we're wanting Sounds to, better, We're wanting it? to also <laughs> turn it in somewhat of an education facility mm-hmm. where we're talking to a couple of universities around
5: mm-hmm.
4: uh, because that training is not being done as much within the country yeah. out there and uh, that would be a good source too
3: i appreciate you doing that yes sir you're about I, 11 I, I, 11 I love, years too I late I love, for me i love our first responders yeah oh you can't beat them yeah. we've got the best uh, public safety people anywhere in the United States. Absolutely. And that's one of the reasons that everybody's moving here. Uh, uh, you mentioned California and New yeah. York. I think I think we're going to be the new New York. And, no, I don't want to no, be the new New No, I went too far. I, I'm leaving. All right, I enjoyed it, guys. We're going to have to give them a test. Yeah,
0: <laughs> we'll see you. From NHC's Adams Place, home of premier senior living on Memorial Boulevard,